the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Streaming now at KDOW.biz and Radio.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful, informative, irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in, or welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investment, and Headlines, headlines, headlines. Stock market changes. Unemployment's going to surge to about 25%. But it's expected that things are will be as bad as they get in the second quarter of the United States. First quarter, January, February, March. Second quarter, April, May, June. Then we get into July, August, September. And then we get into the Christmas. Will we be back by Christmas? And if so, that'll do nothing but impress me, right? It'll be so fast, so furious that I'll almost have uh, whiplash. I don't know how I feel about that. I almost want to be – it's a hated rally on Wall Street. It's hated because we're assuming and and to assume makes an ass out of you and me. Do not do it. The S&P 500 is down slightly. The Dow's down slightly. The Nasdaq's up slightly. Not a big day either way. Crude's at $26 a barrel. Gold's not doing anything. Gold has been rather unremarkable in the last 45 days. 10-year treasury sits at 0.662, telling you that still things are not good. A lot to talk about. Amazon has announced its latest iteration of the Fire HD 8 tablet lineup, starting at $89.99. Plus, they got a kids' edition. That stock's hitting near an all-time high, up twenty-one today, twenty-three seventy-eight. Um, hearing a little bit more about some of the products that are coming out at Christmas time, and some of the products that are getting ready. Sony's got a new pair of headphones that have an amazing base. Walmart is selling some Apple headphones, the Apple AirPod Pros, for the cheapest price ever. Like. They're still trying to get our money. Good for them, right? Um, Mexico is going to reopen auto factories, helping U.S. car makers recover from coronavirus shutdowns, as is Tesla. 
it appears the Alameda County is already starting to back down and some employees have said some pretty positive things about Elon Musk and his factory. They're like, you, like we feel a lot safer there than we do feeling in going into a grocery store. And you're like, whoa, did not see that coming. I saw that Roku went out and offered a lot of money in debt. They're raising cash. And I bring that up because I tried to bring that up a little bit yesterday. It's boring radio. But some of the things that are hitting check marks right now are good. When interest rates are at 0.66 and you have access to credit, it's a good time to borrow. Now, what's interesting about that is when the markets get hit, and we could all say they've been hit, right? Um, suddenly, you're getting things for 10, 20, 30, 40% off of their regular prices. Like, don't you wish you would have bought Apple back at 230 when it's now at 305 a share? You'd be like, I could have got like a that's a big return. It's tough. It's tough to have the colonies to buy down. Even if you're a corporation, it's tough. Listen to this. A lot of companies have suspended buybacks and dividends to preserve their cash flow. So they're not increasing their dividends. They're not increasing their buybacks. Apple did both. And if you're an Apple shareholder like I am, your fantasy is that they spent $50 billion buying back shares at $230 a share. The day that it went there was the day that they did it. Like, yeah, I'm happy with that. I'd be happy with that. But buybacks are, are slimming down right now. And it tells you people are a little bit more cautious. Buybacks are a great way to financially engineer a company's earnings. But they're anemic right now. Quarter date buybacks are tracking at just over $1 billion on pace for the lowest um, record low ever. So the idea of Apple throwing in $50 billion was just that, a fantasy. Buybacks are re- extremely anemic because I think maybe the idea there is that some companies are doing some smart things and saying to themselves, um, let's wait and see if there's a second round of this. Elsewhere out there, Tesla's resumed production in its California plant in defiance of local authorities. They almost have to more so than other car companies. Because they take deposits on cars. No one's saying, I want the new Ford 2022 Range Rover. I don't even know if Ford makes Range Rover, so forgive me for my ignorance, please. No one's throwing down money on that. Saying, I'll take it. when it's, Whatever you can make it, I'll take it. Um, that's not the case with Tesla. So them getting back to work, it's hopefully people don't get sick and die. United Airlines named Bret Hart as president, effective May 20th. He will replace Scott Kirby, who's due to take over as CEO for Oscar Munoz, who's considered a legend in the industry. Logitech reported a 23% rise in operating income as we need more microphones and Bluetooth stuff and microphones and cameras and microphones. You know, one thing that dawned on me the other day, and I don't know if this is dawned on you But we live in an amazing freaking time on this planet where essentially everyone has a camera inside their house and they can talk to loved ones and see them with FaceTime or Duo or uh, Skype or whatever. It's pretty amazing if you think about it. That, That we probably wouldn't have been able to say that 10, 15 years ago. So that's out there. Novavax lost 58 cents a share. They're a biotech company. They've announced that they're going to work with a nonprofit coalition for epidemical preparedness. 
and they're going to take $384 million in new funding for clinical trials of their vac- experimental coronavirus vaccine. Um, Eventbrite getting hit hard. Now, in the world of Eventbrite, let me give you a quick thought there. They obviously are doing online ticketing, right? I think they're lovely. I think what they do is lovely. And I would love to see someone like Facebook or Google, someone who's a step before the ticketing process to maybe acquire them and and build them into their platform. Because there's another company already out there called Ticketmaster, which Rock, Scissors, Paper, Eventbrite, or Ticketmaster all compare the two on a price-to-sales ratio, a debt-to-equity ratio. I'll look at profit margins. I'll look at gross margins. There's nothing gross about gross margins in my world. And then I'll make a decision. Typically, I'm going to go with a stronger brand. But if Eventbrite is trading at that kind of discount, I could see maybe an acquisition. But I'm ahead of myself. I'm just trying to show you how I work in my head. Um, Powell, Jerome Powell, Federal Reserve. Trump is lobbying for negative interest rates to stimulate the economy. Fed is like, we don't want to do that because it's, it's it would destabilize world economies. They've known that we're a rock that pays our interest. And if we're suddenly taking money to give money, to borrow, to create speculation, to get economies back on track, the dollar would lose a little bit of credibility. 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. So Powell's kind of working in, against the stock market today. Jerome Powell, um, basically saying things are, could get a lot worse out there. You should know that. That shouldn't be a surprise. Anyhow, anyway, take a look at your portfolio. Get it in tip-top shape. Uh, coming up, I'm going to have a guest today from briefing.com. Looking forward to that. We'll talk stock market and economies, but we still have more time before we get there. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Also find me at focusfinancial.com. was once New Amsterdam. Why they changed it, I can't say. You just liked it better that way. We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money. On AM 1220, KDOW. Third of the world could live in places as hot as the Sahara Desert by 2070, 50 years from now. There's a lot of ways to invest for the future. That could be one of them for you. Some people like to use demographics, the aging of America, the aging of Japan, the aging of the world. Some people like to use, you know, developed GDP. Developed countries GDP and seeing how they're they're continuing to invest in capitalism or uh, there's no one right answer. You could become instinctual. You could become a tech specialist. I highly recommend if you're a tech specialist that you have someone help you with the rest of your portfolio because you can't live on tech stocks alone. It's good when it's very, very good, but when it's bad, it may freak you out. A lot of dueling opinions right now that I, I can't I can't answer. 
you know, Dr. Scott Gottlieb sees colleges trying to reopen campuses this fall despite Dr. Fauci's warnings. It's almost like a dueling doctor thing, right? And that's big economy. You go ask a parent who's got a kid in high school who just graduated if they want to send their kid to the college this fall when the stock market just went through a 30% correction bear market, had a snapback rally that may have some people shaken out, may not. But no one's excited about throwing down money for college costs. And college costs make the world go round. What if you were one of those real estate investors who was like, I'm just going to buy real estate in a college town. There's always going to be renters. I'll be a slumlord. I'll, I'll rent it to a fraternity. I don't care. And then suddenly there's no fraternities. Earlier this week, we talked about um, the idea that some mid-sized college, small colleges could just economically fail. That the competition to get, hey, come use my online class could put some professors out of a job. Which is pretty fascinating considering a couple months ago that seemed almost impossible to think about. House Democrats have unveiled a $3 trillion coronavirus relief bill. I I hesitate to talk about this because it feels to me like it's campaign-oriented and a lot of negotiation is going to happen. But just know that they're your politicians are working on more stimulus, more money from future taxpayers. The numbers are staggering and should help economies reopen nicely. $1 trillion in relief for state and local governments. A second round of direct payments, $1,200 per person, up to $6,000 for a household. $200 billion for hazard pay for essential workers who face heightened health risks during the crisis. $75 billion for coronavirus testing and contact retracing. That's a big part of restarting businesses. An extension of the $600 per week federal unemployment insurance benefit through January. A friend of mine, his kid, uh, his college kid, and he worked last summer, not this summer, last summer. And because of that, he was eligible for unemployment, even though he was in college when this all started back up. So because he can't work maybe this summer, maybe, I don't know. But the kid's going to make more money off unemployment than he made on employment last summer. Does that make you mad? Does that make you angry? Does that say, the system's broken, it wasn't meant for that? An extension of $600 per week for federal unemployment insurance. Um, that's one the Republicans do not want to give up. $175 billion in rent, mortgage, and utility assistance. Um, what else could be thrown into another special Affordable Care Act? Subsidies um, for people trying to get away from their employer-sponsored health coverage into their own because maybe they no longer have the employer health care. More money for the Supplemental Nutritional Assistance Program, SNAP. Money for election safety during the pandemic and provisions to make voting by email, uh, by mail easier. Now, that's one the Republicans are not going to say yes to. But maybe they'll say yes to that if you also give relief to the U.S. Postal Service, which is suddenly a, a Republican issue, which I didn't know it was either Republican or Democrat, but um, apparently it is. Measures designed to buoy small businesses to help them keep employees on payroll. Another $10 million in emergency disaster assistance grants. And a strengthened employee retention tax credit. 
lot going on. A lot going on. Future stimulus is right there. There are still some sizable losers today. You know, I said uh, the markets aren't really gaining or losing. But you're seeing like um, Avis budget rental car down 6.7%, three-week lows. United Airlines trading and down 5% its lowest level since early April. American Airlines trading down 3%, hitting its, its year's low. Okay. We got it. Fed Chairman Jerome Powell is giving testimony. He thinks that Main Street lending facility could be ready to go in a few weeks. He thinks the committee view on negative rates has not changed, and it's not something the Fed is considering. Seeing that evidence of the effectiveness on negative rates is very mixed. A lot of companies are facing liquidity problems, so he's saying a lot of stuff that's a little bit on the scary side. Small businesses have been hit hard. Growing since the recovery may come more slower than the Fed would like, which means the Fed can do more. We're starting to get some press releases out of (laughs) corporations, which I kind of (coughs) like. Excuse me, I covered my mic. And seeing that I'm working remotely, you probably heard that on air. But that's okay. Um, AMD is saying their Radeon Pro 7 workstation graphics card for broadcast and engineering professionals is delivering exceptional graphics and computational performance, as well as innovative features. That's a press release. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean there's demand for it. It doesn't tell you pricing. It doesn't tell you margins. It doesn't tell you yields. It tells you nothing about a press release. But it's kind of nice to see. Like when I saw Sony say, yeah, we're still going to get the PlayStation 5 out this year. I'm like, that's kind of nice to see. (coughs) But at the same time, um, we'll take it as a grain of salt to see if there's any sort of um, further ramifications that we need to put into place. Our thoughts on Lyft is pricing a $650 million convertible senior note. MGE Energy is pricing 1.3 million shares of common stock at 56 bucks. I'm talking about pricings, offerings, and filings. Vico, Zillow, Tandem Diabetes, Q2 Holdings, Insulet, Cloudflare, MGE Energies, Lyft, Purple Innovation, Roku, Plug Power, Oyster Point Pharma. These are all companies that are raising cash. They know how long things are going to stand, and they want to be prepared in case the water starts rising and they need, you know, an escape plan for cash to keep them afloat. It's a good sign. When you talk about bankers lending, people like Fed Chairman Jerome Powell, and then you see people are actually borrowing, it's telling you that we're not going to seize up as much as we could have seized up, potentially. That's probably the safest way for me to say that. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Talk to you soon.
Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. It's one of my favorite days. I get to talk with Patrick O'Hare from briefing.com. He's someone I've been following for 20 plus years in the financial media markets. Briefing.com's Patrick O'Hare. How are you, sir? Good morning, Rob. Great to be back with you. Thank you. It's a long time you and I have been tied together talking markets. Um, what are you making of these current environments uh, that we find ourselves in? I think the NASDAQ just finished a six-day winning streak, which who would have guessed? A lot going on. Uh, there, yeah, there is a lot going on and obviously a lot to consider. And I think uh, you know the comments we heard uh, earlier this morning from Fed Chair Powell pretty much uh, suggested as much. I mean, there's a lot on his mind. Uh, and, uh, and, and with respect to that, I think, you know, our takeaway is, 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 is that he's kind of forming an impression that, uh, this recovery, um, process won't be quick and it won't be easy. And, uh, and it's likely to need more fiscal support, uh, which, you know, raises some questions right now because we're already seeing the, the rudiments of some infighting in Congress again as it relates to, you know, additional stimulus measures. And, um, and obviously, as the election draws closer, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of gamesmanship uh, between Republicans and Democrats in terms of what they are going to want to concede and how that can be, you know, advertised to to voters. So, Definitely a lot uh, happening. The market, however, the stock market seems to still kind of just be hanging in there. Um, it's not doing much. It's been basically consolidating here after that huge runoff to the March lows because, you know, I think it recognizes that it's definitely priced in a lot of good news, uh, but it still is somewhat reliant uh, on this notion that uh, the monetary policy support and even the fiscal support that's provided to this point is going to be a stabilizing factor that will help limit, you know, any any downside from here. So it's just kind of trying to figure out what comes next and, uh, you know, may continue to sort of churn here for a bit. <clears throat> Sounds about right. Uh, we came out of the first earnings season having learned that things got weak in March. I saw one big famous investor today on CNBC say second quarter is going to be awful. Third quarter is going to be unbelievably wonderful. Um, just expecting a snapback in GDP. Is What are you working with? Because what I try to work with is like that's an extreme expectation. And I try to balance all my expectations and come up with something that I'm somewhere close to seeing a best case scenario, worst case scenario, and maybe the most likely case scenario. Um, what are you seeing as far as what, what your expectations are, knowing that things could change dramatically in the coming days and weeks? Yeah, well, you know, the the uh, perspective we have right now uh, as it relates to the stock market outlook is that the near-term upside potential is limited in the absence of a vaccine, whereas the downside risk over the near term is, has increased. You know, and I say that knowing that you have a market that if you're if you're you know, basing things off of what the uh, what you if you think things are are credible in terms of a forward 12 month earnings estimate, you know, you're trading north of 20 times forward 12 month earnings, which is you know the highest it's been in I think over 20 years, which really doesn't you know <laughs> compute when you think about what's going on around us. Um, so we do have some concerns that you know. Uh, 
that the market uh, will have some difficulty trying to break out from from here. Now, having said that, you know, I heard you know a week ago or so on CNBC as well. I forget who it was, but I thought they they summed it up aptly in terms of is you know we kept kind of everyone keeps coming around to this idea of like well why is the stock market doing so well when the real economy is just doing so so badly uh, and you know one of the theories offered was just this idea that there's there's been no quote uh, disproof to the recovery reopening narrative yet right mm-hmm. it, that would really rattle the stock market's recovery confidence. Um, and, and kind of what I mean by that is that, um, you know, the, the, the market still has reason to cling on to the belief that uh, the developments with respect to therapeutics and a potential vaccine are still progressing. You know, they're not suffering any major setbacks. Uh, the market is still riding the idea that uh, as bad as things look now, they can only get incrementally better as state economies reopen. And so probably the biggest form of disproof would ultimately be uh, state economies having to shut down again after they reopen because there's been a, you know, another big increase in, in, uh, in the infection rate and hospitalization rates because of COVID-19. Um, but until you see that disproof, um, I think the market kind of sort of finds a way to rationalize why I can kind of hang around here at this lofty valuation, knowing it continues to be, you know, underpinned by the, by the Fed put. So, uh, you know, we could, again, see some of this sort of sideways, narrow-range trading action for a couple of months or so here. Uh, and then what happens with respect to reopening efforts, whether they prove successful or not, will probably dictate, you know, where we go uh, as we move uh, into the you know latter part of the summer months. A lot of this for me is trying to improve portfolios when there's strength, trying to always tinker a little bit here and there. But also, like, what do you think the economy is going to look like when we come out of this? Or what trends are you most looking forward to? For instance, um, I've started using Instacart, and I kind of like the service, and I, I'm not stressed by it, and the subscription's not bad. Um, I see myself doing that for a little while longer in the coming years. Um, what are you looking for is like the next trend to come out of this? Are you going to be less restaurants, better credit card usage? Are you, uh, what's your big change going to be? Or what do you see, um, working from home is a wonderful thing and we can now do it and we feel comfortable about it or you're looking forward to getting back to the office. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, it's kind of become almost cliche to say right now in in terms of the economic outlook and how you're likely to see, you know, less need for office space, you know, on the other side of this. Um, I think that that's, you know, a valid uh, idea. Um, I think a a number of companies are finding out that they can still, you know, work effectively um, in a remote situation, Um, you know, Maybe, you know, don't have a need for everyone to be in the office, but maybe a core group of employees coming into an office. So I do think that there'll be, you know, some um, some difficulties, you know, for commercial landlords uh, as they have to deal with, uh, you know, shrinking um, tenant space. Um, you know, the convenience factor that you're kind of alluding to in terms of using Instacart and then, you know, people, how they've used Grubhub and, you know, DoorDash and the like, uh, and are finding that that's working for them. I think you're going to see kind of like the delivery economy really, uh, you know, con- continue to ramp up. And, and certainly as we're all becoming super reliant on connectivity at home, 
um, you know, the expansion of, you know, network expansion, 5G, all of that. Um, I think that the, you know, the telecom providers like the Verizon and AT&T in the world are probably going to be in pretty good position uh, because I think everyone's starting to appreciate appreciate just how important their service is. Uh, and, uh, and I think we'll all be relying on that, obviously, for decades, you know, and to infinity in terms of having a, a proper, uh, you know, network connectivity. So it's you know, just a few of the things that are likely to unfold here on the other side. I'll give you another one, which is very investable, is telemedicine. I'm not a big fan of going to see the doctor if it's just a sore throat, but now I'll get a sore throat checked out telemedicine-wise. I'll get my penicillin, it'll all be done. I'll Instacart it from CVS to my home and I'll fight strep better than I ever have in the past. But I'm excited by that. But anything that you're working on that you want to take the last couple of minutes to use as your own time to promote, push, or put into our heads? Um, well, you know, something I'm, I'm looking into, um, you know, possibly for the big picture column this week is, is you know, we've obviously – See the stock market kind of hanging up here at, at you know lofty levels, uh, but it hasn't been hanging there with the help of you know the bank stocks all that much, um, which is a peculiar situation. You know because if if anyone's in position to really kind of help push this recovery along, um, you know it's the banks because um, you know they're going to be making the loans that kind of help. Uh, provide that bridge to the other side that, you know, uh, speak to expansion efforts and whatnot. So it's it's striking somewhat to us, you know, that these banks continue to underperform, even though you hear all the time how they're in a much better capital position and still, you know, have the uh, wherewithal to, you know, pay dividends and, and things like that. Uh, yet they haven't been able to ramp up here in recent weeks, uh, which might be suggesting to us that uh, it's a reflection of a uh, underlying understanding that the recovery process, while it will unfold, may just in fact unfold quite slowly and be somewhat, you know, disappointing. So, um, so possibly moving in that direction there for the big picture column. Sounds good. Thanks for joining me. Uh, thanks for all of the insight. Stay safe. Do all the smart stuff that you can do right now. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in there. That's briefing.com. And um, again, I start my morning every day with page one. Uh, sometimes I'm up at four. I'm waiting for it to be published at five, five thirty. Understanding what's happening on Wall Street, it, it's a beautiful narrative, and he does it as well as anybody in the industry. Um, hopefully, you can start developing people like that in your life that you can go to, that you can trust, that you can see their insights solid, and that it won't disappoint. Um, but that's briefing.com and I've been using them for 20 plus years. It's been a very welcome and loving relationship because again, I like the stories of wall street and I like the smart people who think about them and help give us perspective. I'm trying to get you to retirement 20 years ago. I was trying to get you to beat the market. Um, you can see how things change over time, right? And rightfully so. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Also find me at newfocusfinancial.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. 
I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I'm doing the best I can during these times to get to you as much information that is reliable that you can start making good investment decisions on tied towards your retirement and not feel stressed or feel like the system's cheating you. Tell friends. I could use a little uh, press if you know what I'm saying. Wendy's was downgraded to neutral from by Kalinowski. I throw that out there because on any given day, you'll see a stock upgraded or downgraded. And it may sing to you. It may like call to you. Be careful on that. Um, anytime you see something like this is our best idea. The problem with that is you're dealing with an analyst who's already given that idea to all of his, his brokers and uh, any of his clientele that pays for his research. So if a company says this is our best idea, you're kind of, well, we're sharing this with you because, well, we've already shared it with other people. Stock market had a rough finish yesterday. What will it do today? Uh, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell, his speech is saying the path ahead is both highly uncertain and subject to significant downside risks. That's a good reminder. I don't want you going, well, March was just an aberration. It may not have been. Um, the reopening, yes, I think on some uh, anecdotal levels, we will see some economic activity. Fingers crossed we don't see states saying, okay, this was a bad idea. Let's shut that back down. Or maybe that will be what we start to see as the new normal. Maybe in October we'll shut down stores for a week every year so that they can clean and get ready for the holidays and then shut them down after the big weekend and shut them down on Mondays. Go very European and say, go take a siesta, people. You don't have to work every day, five days a week, seven days, you know, uh, including the weekend. Maybe we'll start day, making a cleaning day. I, it's tough to put a finger on this and say this is definitively what's going to happen. Um, a lot of filings, offerings, and pricings. I counted over 20 today. That's good news because a lot of times companies are selling shares or they're taking on debt at low rates right now saying – and banks are saying, okay, we'll give you debt that you can pay over 20 years. The funding of, of America continues to get ostensibly better. Whether it be you through funding your mortgage and lowering your costs or whether it be corporations to getting cheap debt – or just printing shares and saying, okay, well, we just diluted ourselves by 300,000 more shares. Kind of like the opposite of a buyback when you issue more shares versus when you take them away. When you issue more shares, yes, you get the cash, but you have to do something with that cash now. And you've just given everyone who's had shares before you, you've just diluted them so they're a little bit angry at you, or so they should be. Producer price index saw a massive drop tied towards energy. Some of the data feels like, well, we got to throw that one out. Um, and that's okay. That's all right. That's okay. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Airlines are grappling with one outcome of the deep schedule cuts that they've made to near zero travel demand. A lot of the flights are starting to fill up, complicating social distancing and angering some passengers. The airline industry is a mess. And I'm, I'm a gambling man. Like, you show me a cliff, you show me a, a river, and I'll see if I can jump over that cliff or jump into the river and not die. I ain't that much of a gambling man. 
I don't have a good read on the airlines at all. And until one of them goes bankrupt, I don't think we're going to take them seriously. So I'd prefer not to play. I want I want to buy something that you don't want to own in that space. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. Um, educate yourself as much as you can at this point in time. CFP Chad Burton had me do his show this morning for him because he's going to have on a guest from a fun family tomorrow morning at 6. I'll be listening. I always like those kind of guests um, as long as I don't have to deal with them. One of the questions on why I don't deal with a lot of guests on the show is because, to me, I fear what the guest is pushing to you. Um, I don't mind if it's a big group like a Fidelity because they're not in the business of harming people. I worry if it's someone who's just trying to get you know a little extra money for his kid's braces, putting his needs ahead of yours. That's me. OPEC releases their May 2020 OPEC report. In 2020, world oil demand growth is adjusted to be lower by 2.2 million barrels a day. Now, you're not going to get honesty out of OPEC right now. They're not going to say, things look bad out there. It's dry as the Sahara. Um, They're in the business of a little bit of self-promotion. But they also know that there's limited storage capacity out there, low oil prices, lack of demand. So how do they present that story to you? 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Stocks are extending yesterday's losses after Fed Chairman Powell's speech. It didn't contain anything too surprising, but at the same time, we all kind of looked at it and went, oh, yeah, I guess things can get worse out there. CyberArk is a security company, cybersecurity company bit of a leader. They had a bad decelerated revenue and downside guidance. But if you believe hacking and more stuff's going to go online, they might be your play. Apple's got a little bit of strength today, up three bucks, but they've been going up three or four bucks and then giving it up at the end of the day now for a while, it feels like. Kind of going nowhere fast, but they're also not going nowhere slow, and that's fine. Sometimes sideways is digestion. Ten-year Treasury is telling us still that there's stress out there, 66 basis points. So we don't need the Federal Reserve to tell us that because we already see it in the ten-year Treasury. Oil's recovered, telling us that there is some economic activity out there going from zero, essentially, in March to picking back up. There's little stories that you can see in all of this. Stay tuned. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. You can find me on Twitter at robblackshow.com. The next big inflation wave could kick in at 2022. We'll talk about that as we get closer. I got an email asking me to discuss it now. I'm like, dude, I don't think that's how you want it to work. (laughs) I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow, Twitter, robblackshow, and also newfocusfinancial.com. Still taking clients. Check us out at newfocusfinancial.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.